You are listening to the Star Coach Podcast with Meg Rentschler, episode 96. I have more people who signed up for my newsletter. I have more people who signed up for consultations. And what does that translate to? More people who buy my products and use me as their divorce coach, right? So my revenue has definitely increased dramatically, just like the numbers. In fact, today, I have about a 1,000 visitors to my site every day. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, Take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Meg Rinchler, executive and mentor coach and coach educator, we, ladies and gentlemen, are going to do some educating this week around how to optimize our websites so that they are found in search engines. Now, truth be told, we are well into the 2000s. It's almost 2020. And if we don't have an online presence in this day and age, we are shooting ourselves in the foot. Think about when you meet someone, when you learn about a new product, what's one of the first things that you do? Very likely, you go to Google or some search engine and you search what information is online about that person or that product or that service. And if you're doing that, people are doing that when they meet you as well. So what are we doing to create an understanding and a presence, an understanding of what we do and a presence of who we are online? Our guest today is Dr. Karen Finn, and I'm going to tell you about Karen and what she's going to teach us in just a moment. But right in line with what we're talking about, all of you regular listeners know that I have some goals for the 100th episode, which is right around the corner. So briefly, I will ask you once again, if you're enjoying the show, if you could leave a rate and review on iTunes, I would so appreciate it. It increases our visibility for both guests and new listeners. And I certainly would like more and more people to know about the incredible wisdom that our guests share on the show. So go to starcoachshow.com and click on the link that says review the show. It will take you to iTunes and you can leave a rate and review. Secondly, If you know of somebody who would enjoy the show, please share the link. Let them know about the Star Coach Show. I just this weekend was visiting with some recent coach graduates from UTD. And one of the coaches told me that she shares the show with her colleagues all the time. Well, thank you for that. And thank you for all of you who listen regularly and let other people know about the show. That's how we will continue to grow and hopefully positively impact the coaching world. So 
let's get back to how we're going to do that one coach at a time, one website at a time through our discussion today. Now, I contacted my friend, Dr. Karen Finn, to do an interview around divorce coaching because I know that she's a divorce coach and I know that she brings incredible value to her clients. Well, lo and behold, if when I connected again with Karen, because we hadn't spoken for a couple of years, one of those friendships that many of us have, we don't see each other all the time, but it's like no time has passed when we reconnect. Well, Karen let me know that something funny happened to her as she was building her divorce coaching business. She absolutely fell in love with content marketing and has now begun to shift her practice towards content marketing. Now, Karen went through the path that many of us do. She was struggling to build her divorce coaching practice. And she was trying networking and using social media and speaking to sell and felt that she wasn't getting the traction and the success that she wanted to. And then she discovered content marketing, which was an incredibly good fit for her. In just 18 months, visitors to her website had grown by more than 2,000%, which then translated into significant growth in her number of clients and her revenue. And as I mentioned, as she was putting into play what she was learning that she needed to do to grow her business, she actually got bit by that bug of excitement about content marketing. And now she helps small businesses and other coaches learn and implement what she put into practice for online marketing. That's what she's going to teach us today. So, you know, life is full of surprises. Here, I reached out to Karen expecting that we would do an interview around her divorce coaching business. And in fact, we had this rich discussion around SEO optimization. We're going to have lots of good discussion and give you tips about what you can do here and now on your websites. And Karen has an incredibly generous free offer that she's making just for the Star Coach audience that you're going to want to listen to the end of the interview to be able to access what her special offer is. And remember, you can always go to starcoachshow.com and go to the resource page to access our guests as well. So I'm not going to make you wait anymore. Let's go to our interview with Dr. Karen Finn. I want to welcome Dr. Karen Finn to the show. Karen, it is so good of you to take time to be with the Star Coach Show today. Well, thank you, Meg. I am thrilled to be here and so honored that you asked me to be part of this production of yours. It's going to be so much fun talking it with you so online. It is so much fun. Karen is just so much fun to be with. All of you will know that in just a few minutes time. Karen and I go back to when we shared an office building, actually. And Karen, you were working on building your divorce coaching 
business. I was a, a coach as well, my executive coaching, and we were we became friends. And I reached out to you about the divorce coaching and found out that you've been doing lots of fun things. So why don't we start with you giving just a little background about the journey you've had professionally? Oh my goodness. Well, my original career choice was to be a chemical engineer. And I actually went to school for a lot of years. Because your PhD is in the chemical engineering. Wow. Yes, it is. And so I worked in a research and development lab with semiconductors at a company called Motorola. Many of you may have heard of Motorola back when they did semiconductors. And so I was involved with helping to do what they call process control, which is to make sure that what you got out of a process was really what you wanted instead of, you know, not what you wanted and stuff you had to throw away. And I did that for several years. I had a lot of fun doing it. And then I got divorced. And that rocked my world. (laughs) Yeah, divorces can certainly rock our worlds. You know, what I discovered by going through the divorce process was that although I was good at the engineering stuff, it wasn't necessarily what I wanted to be doing next, right? So other things changed in my life rather than just my marital status. And I took some baby steps and did some consulting joined another semiconductor company. And then I said, wait, (laughs) I'm feeling better. This was really painful. What if I could figure out a way to help other people not hurt so much when they went through divorce? Or barring that, maybe just show them that there is a path forward. And that's when I decided to become a divorce coach. So I did all my training. I put up a website, which wasn't very pretty, but I started put up a website and I said, okay, I have no idea how to market this. So I'm going to figure it out. And I did, you know, what everybody tells you to do. You have to have a website. You have to network. You have to go out and speak. And did all this stuff. But after eight years, my business was kind of sucking. And it was painful. It was a painful process, huh? And I think so many people in the audience can resonate with that. And I, you know, I went out, I got my certification or I got my training I did everything I thought I was supposed to do to build a business, but I just want to coach. Why are they not coming? I built it. Why are they not coming? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And it was so freaking frustrating. And, And honestly, I felt like a failure. It's like, oh my gosh, I've done everything I'm supposed to do. I must not be doing something right. And I don't know if I can make this work. And it was so demoralizing. I bet it. Well, particularly because, you know, your background, you 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 succeed, you're, you're obviously very intelligent. I mean, you, you know, you went through school, you got your PhD in chemical engineering, you worked successfully in corporations, and then here you go out on your own and you're thinking, why am I not able to create the same kind of success? Yeah, it felt like a big flop, but I discovered something. And what was that? I discovered... SEO. <laughs> oh, which is for many of you, you might be thinking, oh, SEO. I mean, you might have just gotten a stomach ache when Karen said that, but Karen has a huge smile on her face. So tell us about what you discovered about SEO. Well, SEO stands for search engine optimization, and a search engine is Google, right? So you know how it is. When you want to find something and you don't really know where to find it online, you open up a Google 
and you type in your question. I found out how to get found online by using Google to help me get found. And Which is like one of life's big mysteries. For most, <laughs> totally. of us, I mean, most of us feel like, okay, how, you know, what, what are the mysteries of the world and how do you manage SEO effectively? And yes. you discover, how did you discover it? I hired a coach who taught it to me. And another example of how hiring a coach can be so beneficial. Absolutely. And what I discovered was that I totally loved the entire process. And the entire process involves everything involved with being online, right? So you have to worry about how your website looks. You have to worry about how you're interacting with Google. You have to worry about social media. You have to worry about this entire puzzle that you put together in a very systematic step one, step two, step three kind of way. And because it's step one, step two, step three, anybody can do it. So that really, it just, it resonated with you. This is something that makes sense more than this sort of squishy go out there and network and talk to people and build a website, but not really any any guidance. So you're going to help us with some guidance around these different things you talked about. And let's start with the website. What do we need to know when we're thinking about either building a website for some people out there or, okay, I already have a website. How do I know if it's any good? Well, the thing about websites is if your website is more than five years old, it's probably not so good anymore. And that's because one of the key things is you want your website to stay updated in appearance. You know how we change our clothing style, we get new haircuts. I mean, we do all this stuff to look current. Well, our website has to look current too, right? And if you're just looking to start building a website, I really would suggest that you go out and you start looking at other people's websites who you know are successful online, okay? And I say it like that so you can start to get a feel for what does a current website look like, Mm -hmm. right? And you probably want to make sure of some other things too. I don't want to get too technical, but there are some things in the background you have to be aware of. Okay, but how would somebody even know that somebody was successful online? What might be some of the indicators? Well, if you Google and they pop up repeatedly, (laughs) they're doing something right. They're definitely doing something right. You could also look at some of the more popular news sites. Okay. To kind of get a feel for, oh, well, they're kind of clean looking. They have a lot of different information, right? But they're kind of clean looking, right? And look at how maybe your bank's website right? Because they're going to have a more modern look to their website as well. And I can hear people thinking, but I don't have the kind of money that a news agency does or that my bank does to build a website. But what you're saying is get some ideas. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have to invest the kind of money that those kinds of corporations (laughs) invest in building out their website. Absolutely. Absolutely. I am not an advocate of spending thousands of dollars to build a website, right? A website should be very affordable. Oh, I just heard a collective sigh of relief. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. A website in and of itself should be very affordable, right? If it's not, then you probably want to take a step back and really examine if that's the type of website you want to build, 
right? Just build for what you need right now. And then know that you can always add on because honestly, every three to five years, you're going to be updating it anyway. So that it doesn't look dated, like you said, Mm -hmm. because we have all of what is it, two to three seconds to grab somebody's attention when they click on our website? Exactly, exactly. And that's, that's primarily the homepage, right? Once you start implementing the SEO and people are finding your blog posts, right, then they'll be more concerned about, you know, maybe the headline that you give it you know, the brief little summary description, and in addition to kind of the font and the pictures that you have on it, like they are on the homepage. So there's a little bit more patience with blog posts than there are with just looking at the homepage. Okay, but you're going to need to get them engaged enough to click on blog posts or whatever it is. Uh, But you want to be updated, you want it to look engaging. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and then there's other things about the look too. So it's not, well, it's not just the layout, right? Although that's a big piece of it. But if anybody uses Google Chrome, they may have noticed that they'll get warnings when they visit certain sites and no warnings when they visit other sites. And if they've blown through the warnings, then they'll notice that there's a little I up next to the URL in that little box where you type in the URL, it means information. And what it says is this site is not secure. Which so that is, site does not have what? It doesn't have what's known as a secure socket layer, which adds another level of protection for anybody who wants to enter their email address, for example, to sign up for your newsletter or sign up for a consultation with you, right? They're going to be second guessing. It's like, ooh. I don't know if Google Chrome doesn't trust this website. Why should I? Right. So do you really want a warning to flash when somebody clicks on your web address that says this is not a secure site? What do people need to do to make sure that they have a secure site? They need to talk to their hosting company, right? Their website host company and ask for an HTTPS, which is a secure socket layer. And some companies do it for free. It kind of depends on your company and others charge a fee. Mm -hmm. But it is, I mean, you want to think about the impact it's going to have on your audience or the people who are clicking through. If they hit a wall that says this is not a secure site, I can attest to the fact that I've done that and have not gone any further. I've not gone into, not even to not give them my information. I just haven't even clicked to open their site if it's non-secure. So if you don't have HTTPS, you're going to want to check with whether you have GoDaddy or whoever your person is, that's something you want to look into. Absolutely. Yeah. I've done the same thing. I just said, well, they aren't going to take the time to make sure their site is secure for me. I don't want to be there because I don't know if somebody's hacked their site and dropped cookies there that's going to steal even anything from my website, drop a virus on, whatever. So, yeah. Well, we need to be aware that there is such a heightened aspect of people being concerned about their security. There are so many breaches going on that people Mm -hmm. are going to be hypersensitive to that. And we want to be sure that our audience is comfortable coming onto our site. Absolutely. And you know what's interesting, Meg, about that is the European Union, the EU, has recently made an issue of wanting everyone who visits a website to be aware of cookies, which are not like the cookie monster likes, but they're a technical thing about cookies so so that 
websites and Google itself can keep track of who's visiting the site, as well as what you do with the information that you gather from anyone who visits the site. And so it's commonly known as GDPR. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what that stands for, but it's, but <laughs> it's an important thing. <laughs> really, caught as a website owner, mm-hmm. and particularly a website owner who is gathering any information from the people who come onto your site, mm-hmm. you have to be really aware. You have some some processes that you have to go through to not be fined or get in trouble with over GDPR regulations. Absolutely, and what's frightening about it too, in all honesty, is that you may not even be aware that things are going on in the background of your site to take people's information. And what do we need to do? What do we need to do to be aware that we're not going to get in trouble? (laughs) Well, some of the things you need to do are to send out an email to your entire mailing list and letting them know that you have a new and updated privacy policy. And if that's something that you're not familiar with. We could spend multiple <laughs> conversations talking about that, but you can reach out to me and I will help you figure out, you know, what a privacy policy needs to include for you. And if you don't want to reach out to me, that's okay too, because remember our friend Google, you can find stuff there. Just sometimes you need somebody to translate it a little right. bit, right? Well, so, and I'm willing to bet that any number of you around May 25th received a box load of privacy policies from the different sites that you visit. I know that I did. Any number of updated privacy policies came through because that's when GDPR went into effect. Yeah. Yeah. And the confusing thing about those is none of them look the same. Exactly. Right. So this is something that, you know, the GDPR went into effect, as Meg said, May 25th, but... So long as you show that you're making progress, it doesn't have to be perfect yet, right? Just continue to make progress and you'll get there, okay? It's not an all or nothing. And that's very kind of you to say, you know what? You want some help with privacy policy, reach out and actually listen to the end of the interview because Karen is giving a really intriguing offer to the audience. On our website, it needs to look updated. Yes. It needs to... It's going to be flagged if it's not HTTPS protected and Chrome will alert people. So you want to be aware of that and you want to be aware that you are updated to meet GDPR requirements, which is a process and a process Mm -hmm. that you can certainly search on Google or you can work with somebody to help you create clarity around that. Absolutely. So that's all about the website. Now we want people to find our websites. We want to be able to create more people who are interested in what we do. And SEO is the way that we want to optimize our friendliness with the search engines. So Karen, what is your personal story about your SEO optimization? Well, I started off kind of like this conversation did in looking at my website. So I had to change my website. I had to do some stuff in the background to make sure that I started to implement my SEO strategy. And what that means is I needed to figure out how to let Google know what my business was about. So I had to figure out what people are searching for, how does that relate to me, and then assign keywords to each of my pages, create 
page titles and meta descriptions for each of my pages that reflected those keywords. And then Google could start to believe, oh, Karen really is a divorce coach, right? So it's kind of my way of introducing myself to Google, right? So that wasn't enough though. Because you know how it is when you meet somebody for the first time and you never, ever see them again. Do you remember their name? No. Do you remember what they do? No. No. Do you care? No. No. And that's when I discovered that I needed to start writing blogs. I wrote two blogs a week for 18 months. And the result was that within 10 months, I went from like 225 visitors a month to my website to 5,000 visitors a month to my website. That is amazing. In only 10 months. And was I super duper religious about always two articles a week? No, sometimes I have a bad week and I can only get one done. Or sometimes I was so enthused about one article, I wrote a great big long one right? So that's what's called content freshness, right? By creating new blog pieces for your website, you're saying, hey, Google, look at me. Remember me? I'm the one who talks about divorce coaching. And here's my latest article to let you know, I really know what I'm talking about. So when, if people are thinking, oh, I don't know. I mean, there's, I would assume and this is not my genius work, that there is a way that you want to create those that increases your SEO. What are some of the things that you want to be thinking about? Well, you need to make sure that you have a keyword that people actually are interested in. So tell a little more about keywords for anybody who's saying, I don't get it. Well, you know how you Google something? So if you were to Google SEO, right? SEO would be your keyword. Mm -hmm. If you were to Google plumbers near me, plumbers near me would be the keyword. Although I wouldn't suggest trying to optimize on that because near me is relative to whoever's typing it in. Right, right. Exactly. Or what might be some of the things that people would type in looking for you? Well, Google Google can help me with this, right? So as a divorce coach, right? All I have to do is start typing divorce into the Google box. And then Google starts saying, do you mean this? Do you mean that? Do you mean the other thing? So that's a clue, right? How often have we done that very thing? And Google gives us about 10 choices to pick from. Those are the keywords that it's looking for for you. So Mm -hmm. if you're writing something, think about doing a little exploration around keywords. Exactly. And you can also get keywords from your clients, right? If your client's repeatedly use a phrase, like for me, I'm so unhappy in my marriage, right? How do I decide if it's time to divorce, right? Those are great keywords because they're asking real questions in their language. Not what I think they should be asking, but what they're asking. So those are great keywords too to look for. Well, it's such an important point that we can't, we could fall into assumption and think that we know what our client's keywords are why don't we ask or pay attention to and start noting some of those things that come up? So for me, it's going to be leadership effectiveness, or it's going to be how to communicate with my team or team building comes. I mean, there are different things that come up that are just key to my over and over again. I hear my clients being concerned about those same issues. Yeah. And those are great keywords. And again, then you can take those, pop them into Google 
and get the list, right? And then build those into your blog posts. Yep. And there are several different places you want to have your keywords show up in your blog post. The most important one, right, is the URL, which sounds funny. But remember, Google is a machine (laughs) and you need to talk Google's language. So that's why having it in the URL is so important. So you're saying that each blog post has its own URL? Yes, it does. Okay. Yeah. And those are all things that people's heads are beginning to explode. I know. I'm these, so sorry. Are, but, but no, just in general, these are all things for us to be, they're all workable things because in mm-hmm. eight months, 10 months time, 10 months time, you absolutely exploded the numbers of people that were coming to your site. So let me ask you this. What did that do in turn to your business? I mean, it's one thing to say, okay, so great. Karen's got more visitors to her site, but what did that do for your business? I have more people who signed up for my newsletter. I have more people who signed up for consultations. And what does that translate to? More people who buy my products and use me as their divorce coach, right? So my revenue has definitely increased dramatically, just like the numbers. In fact, today, I have about a 1,000 visitors to my site every day. Every day. Every day. And how many of those people that are visiting are trusting you enough to give you their information? Oh, that's about a third of them. That's amazing. And then when I really look at the numbers of how many people actually become my personal clients, right? That's about 3%. But 3% of a thousand a day is... It's huge. Now, do they all stick with me as their coach? No. Do they they'll use me for a little bit, right? And then feel like they're ready to move on, right? So... But that's in, what we do. We don't exactly. build See? We build... Exactly. Yeah, autonomy. We, Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so then it's also, it builds the, the product base as well, right? So it's, it's really a lot of fun. And I keep saying this, it's, I mean, I love being able to serve people, but I love understanding the mechanics behind it. And that I think makes me smile at least as big as being able to help people specifically with their divorce is I can help other people help other people. Right. <laughs> you know? so what's happened for your your evolution in this is that while you started this to get more divorce uh, coaching clients, you actually have decided that one of your true loves or passions is coaching around SEO. So it's, it's been sort of an interesting transition for you. Yeah, yeah. And it's not, you know, it's, it's the coaching and the actual service of helping people get their SEO. So it's not just coaching, it's actually consulting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 really nice. And then I've actually I, I'm putting together this wonderful team who helps me do everything from websites all the way through, you know, closing sales. And I'm so excited about it because I know that the work I'm putting out there is not just going to help people who are getting divorced, but whoever is a coach right? They're going to be so much more effective at helping people, right? Because people are going to be Googling all kinds of things. They're going to find UMED, right? For leadership needs. And it's, it's just so exciting. (laughs) I get, I get to the point where I don't even have words for it. It's so exciting to me to know that people who have been struggling like I was for so many years actually can have a path forward with do this, do this, do this, and know that Google's going to help them. That is 
so excited because I do know that, I mean, from being somebody who's been in my own business now for almost 30 years. Now, obviously, when I first went into business, you didn't do a website. You didn't, I mean, you just (laughs) hung a shingle. But knowing that this very thing that you're talking about is not everybody's genius work. And to see your excitement because you see you lived through the pain of trying to build your business. You, yeah. It now all makes sense to you and your desire to go forward and say, I can help you with this mysterious part of your business. I yeah. can help you reach more people. And in many ways, we have that in common. You know, when I first went into coaching, I thought I'm going to be an executive coach. I want to help leadership teams. I want to help businesses create healthier environments. I just sort of really in many ways kind of fell into the coach educator mentor coaching through just circumstances and and realized the same thing. The more that I can help coaches be strong coaches for their whoever their niche is, I'm ripple affecting even more than so yes, I love my executive coaching just like I know you really love helping people through divorce, but I also love helping coaches be great coaches because then I'm impacting all those other clients by them having strong coaches. And it's the same kind of thing. Absolutely. It's so fun to kind of watch the ripples kind of fall out. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's beautiful. So you're building this team right now. What does that mm-hmm. look like for you? And what are some of the things that you're doing to help small business owners reach more clients? Well, pretty much everything we've talked about today, we're doing hosting, we're doing website creation, we're doing website maintenance. Uh, we are constructing SEO packages and strategies for people so that they can get found on Google. We're providing ghostwriting services if people don't feel like writing all that often or they're afraid of writing or don't really know how, right? I'm doing consulting so that people can actually understand what they could do. So it's kind of a training program that we offer people as well as ongoing some title creation, right? I know that sounds kind of funny, but you know how it is when you have to write a blog? Yeah. And it can be kind of difficult to go through and try to figure out the keywords. Well, I'll provide keywords for you that I know people are actually searching for, as well as titles that you can write to. So it takes some of that out of the equation. So a lot of really rich services that you're offering. I'm curious, what about things like, so let's say I'm, I'm a podcaster more than I'm mm-hmm. a blogger, and right. new content gets put on my website every single week. How does that sort of align or not align with this whole concept that you're talking about in the blog? Well, it doesn't align so much if it's just a quick little, here's your link, and it's just a few sentences, right? In order for the content freshness to really be there, you might want to consider having transcripts of the conversations available as blog posts. Interesting. So even if there's a full, let's say, show notes, so anybody who's been on my website knows that there's probably, I don't know, two, 300 word show notes that go with each it's, of the show. It's still not the same. That's good to yeah. know. It's, it's a little bit too short, right? So you want to hit at least 350 words, and ideally you want to have 900 or more. And the reason why I say that is because if you look at the first three or four, actually, you probably go to all 10 of the top, the top search results for any keyword. Most of those articles are nice and long. 
That's good to know. Are you guys all listening? And and so, so Karen, what are you offering to the listeners knowing that this is not everybody's genius work? Well, what I thought might be fun is to offer a free SEO audit. So you can see which keywords you're actually ranking for. And if you like them, because sometimes you find out you're ranking for words that you're just like, why? <laughs> why would that be? <laughs> That's not the message I want to <laughs> Yeah. And then also tell you which of your pages are ranking for keywords. So if they are ranking for words that you like, then you can do something to promote those pieces a little bit more. Excellent. So you, that is awesome that you are offering a free SEO audit for the listeners. How would they be able to get a hold of you to be able to access that? Well, the easiest way is to go straight to the website, kjcontentmarketing forward slash free audit. And let me read this instead of just trying to recite it because I don't want to mess anything up. Now, the full URL is h. T-T-P-S, right? Remember that? KJContentMarketing.com forward slash free audit. And I will also have that on the resource page, but it was an extra like reinforcement of what we talked about to have Karen actually read it out so she could put the HTTPS in there again (laughs) to reinforce that we all need to have that in our websites. Karen, such good information. I know that it could just, we could probably talk for a week straight and not hit everything, but I wanted the listeners to get some key information to hear your success story and to know that it is doable. Thank you so much, Meg. It's been so much fun to be here talking with you and all the listeners today. I am just thrilled that anybody else is interested in hearing about SEO because I love it so much. So well, and it's, and it's, it's not only, I mean, it's like this is a lifeline in 2000s and 2020s almost. Yeah. Uh, we cannot have a business. You really can't have a business and compete without mm-hmm. having an online presence. Right. And if you're going to have an online presence, it needs to be maximized. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, Karen. Thank you, Meg. Such good information that Karen shared with us. Thank you, Karen Finn, for coming on the show, for offering your free audits, which audience you can get more information about that at the resource page at starcoachshow.com. Karen's website is kjcontentmarketing.com. And One of the things that stuck out to me, in addition to the importance of keywords and all the search engine optimization information that Karen gave us, was the concept around consistency. When you choose to create content for your audience, in addition to keywords and the length of the articles and all the other key pieces of information that Karen shared, the thing that really struck me was the consistency of that. Every single week, once or usually twice, she blogged. And that consistency is one of the other things that really creates credibility with your audience. I want to thank you, as always, for being a listener. Don't forget 
to sign up at starcoachshow.com for the ongoing book giveaway. This is the last week that we're going to be offering Jungle, A Journey to Peace, Purpose, and Freedom by Cindy Henson, our guest from episode 81. You're going to want to stay with us. We have so many wonderful shows coming up. I don't have enough time to share with you all the incredible guests and content that we have coming up, but take my word for it. I am doing interviews all the time and consistently just amazed at the generosity of wisdom that coaches bring to the show. So tune back in next week for another great episode. And until then, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Have a fantastic week.